There is a saying that goes, don't change horses in the middle of the stream. That practical advice also finds its relevance in our spiritual walk. What we started in spiritual faith must not be continued or completed in the natural or in the flesh. Spiritual faith is grown, strengthened, and matured only by the Word of God. There is no other thing that can help our faith. Man can live on bread, but not on bread alone, because there's a part of him that will wither and die if it cannot feed on the bread of life. The spirit of man is that part of man that dies without spiritual food, the Word of God. When people have good information about Christ, they are better able to put their trust in Him. When they get to know Him better, this also increases their level of trust in Him. This means that the more we experience Him and understand the character of God, the more we can persevere through life's trials. Thus, faith is not weakened by knowledge but increases with more true knowledge. Our experiences in and of God prove that Scripture is true, and this, in turn, bolsters faith. The opposite to knowing Christ and continuing in Him happened among some Galatian believers who were influenced by Judaizers who taught that it was necessary for them, as Gentile Christians to be circumcised to observe part of the Mosaic Law. This teaching would, in effect show that Christianity is a hybrid of faith and the laws of Moses. Today, we might also broaden the definition of works by including good works such as charity, church attendance, praying, evangelism, baptism, financial giving, ministering, just generally treating other people well, etc. All these are good things any truly saved Christian should be doing, but these should not be concomitant with the oral expression of faith in Christ as what is prescribed in Romans 10 9-10 and Romans 10:13. The true believer in Christ does these works because he is saved and not so that he can be saved. Because those Judaizers succeeded in convincing some of the Gentile Christians in Galatia, the Apostle Paul lamented in Galatians 3 1-3, with a rebuke, saying, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been set forth, crucified among you? 2. This only would I learn of you, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Thus, we understand that fulfillment of the law is the same as works by the flesh. When we go back to trying to observe the works of the law legalism, we lose our connection with the truth and the life. Our eyes shift from the eternal one to things that we can feel, sense, and control, things that will all pass away, useless things. It is sad to see many sincere Christians still stuck on legalism as if true worship of God requires true form. When Lawrence of Arabia was in Paris after World War I with some of his Arab friends, he showed them the sights of the city, the Arch of Triumph, the Louvre, Napoleon's tomb, the Champs-Élysées, but none of these things impressed them. The thing that really interested them the most was the faucet in the bathtub of the hotel room. They spent much time turning it on and off. They found it amazing that one could turn a handle and get all the water he wanted. Later, when they were ready to leave Paris and return to the east, Lawrence found them in the bathroom with wrenches trying to disconnect the faucet. You see, they said, it is very dry in Arabia. What we need are faucets. If we have them, we will have all the water we want. Lawrence had to explain that the effectiveness of the faucets did not lie in themselves but in the immense reservoirs of water to which they were attached, and he had to point out that behind this lay the rain and snowfalls of the Alps. What a tremendous lesson this anecdote brings to our Christian lives. Like the faucet by itself, so are individual Christians by ourselves, without Christ, we are spiritually useless, John 15:5. apart from me you can do nothing. The lives of many people are as dry as the Arabian desert. They have their faucets, but there is no connection to the living water. Can we keep on trusting God by faith so that our lives may be abundantly fruitful and spiritually quenching other souls' thirst? The just shall live by faith, is a quote Paul took from Habakkuk 2 4.
But we ask ourselves the question, who is the just? Habakkuk defines by contrasting the upright or just man with a man whose soul is lifted up. This is a person who is so self-sure, so self-confident, so self-sufficient, so proud. What is your life today? Are you onto something you know God has spoken to you about? The life of faith is a life of humility. A life where only God knows where he would take you next. A life where human certainty and calculations are of no use. Yet it is also a life where the heart is filled with fulfillment and confidence in the one who has promised those who obey that he will be with them to the ends of the earth. It is a life where his life abounds and where the meaning, purpose, and end of life is found. Such a life that is eternally connected to the life that is Christ gushes forth living water that nourishes the souls around it and brings life to whoever is touched by it. Friend, are you trying to please God by being a good person? When you die, do you hope to be able to gain entry to heaven with your good conduct on earth? All our good works amount to nothing before God, as it says in Isaiah 64 6, but we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, we all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. All our good works will not pay our debt of sin before a holy and righteous God. But there is hope. Jesus, the Son of God paid all our debts at the cross. Just before he died, he said, it is finished. That word finished carries with it a commercial sense of settling a financial obligation. Therefore, if you trust in what Jesus did for you at the cross, and believe that God raised him from the dead, has ascended to heaven, and will soon return to earth, you will be saved. I encourage you to pray aloud this short prayer sincerely from your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who paid for all my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins. I accept your offer of eternal life. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Lord and Savior, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, let me know. I'm excited to help you grow in your faith in Christ. If this article blessed you, bless others with it, too by sharing this with them. Until the next issue, God bless you.